The Tunnel to Towers Foundation supports America's greatest heroes, our service members, and first responders who die or are severely injured in the line of duty, as well as homeless veterans. These are heroes we all owe a debt of gratitude to. The Foundation's Gold Star, Fallen First Responders, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran programs honor the sacrifices made for us. We're honoring the men and women who risk their lives and bodies for our country and our communities. The Foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America with over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year. Not to mention there are dozens of golf outings and barbecues. The Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute educates kids in kindergarten through 12th grade about our nation's darkest day while helping our nation keep its vow to never forget. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. Never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices of our country's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. You're listening to the Buck Sexton Show podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Buck Sexton Show. On this episode, Kim Klasik is with us. She is a radio host, a commentator, a, a person who speaks on all things politics, culture, and all the rest of it. She has a show on WCBM Radio in Baltimore from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern Time, a great heritage radio station, and she's doing a great show over there. Kim, great to have you on the program. I'm going to stop using that word, but it is true, and I appreciate you being here. No, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. So let's let's uh, jump right into it. I, I it's interesting to me. You went uh, super viral a few years ago when you were running for Congress, if memory serves, because you just did this thing as a person who lives in uh, Baltimore area and and in Maryland, where you walked around Baltimore. You're like, this is not good. Like, look what's going on in this city. Um, I I can assume based on the crime numbers, which I have seen and keep a pretty close eye on that things have not gotten markedly better there in recent years. But this one is fascinating. Tell me about the mayor of Baltimore suing car companies for making cars that people find too easy to steal in Baltimore. Yeah, well, Buck, let me tell you, this has been just a clown show at the end of the day. Uh, since I ran for Congress in 2020, things have only gotten worse, unfortunately, and a lot of times uh, when you're looking at the crime numbers, I don't think people realize we have a lot of juveniles that are now uh, on the streets with gangs. They're dealing with drugs. They're dealing with illegal weapons. And so we have uh, 18 and under that are like now in the spotlight in all of this. But right now, our mayor, Mayor Brandon Scott, he's suing Kia and Hyundai uh, because he says that their cars are too easy to steal. Uh, just to give you kind of a background here, in the first seven days of May, from May 1st to May 8th, uh, we've had 174 cars stolen in Baltimore City. And so we've got a, a problem with carjacking. There's apparently this new trend on TikTok where all the kids are doing it. Uh, but he believes instead of holding those kids accountable or even their parents, he believes the manufacturers of these cars, they're the ones to blame because they're allowing these kids to easily hotwire their mobiles and then steal them. So <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> It's too easy for the criminals, so he's he's actively suing the car companies. I suppose he wants them to do a recall. What redress is the mayor see, uh, seeking? And it's not like these cars are only sold in Baltimore. Apparently, other cities, other places, not having so many problems. Yeah, no. So 
He wants a recall. He wants them to make uh, the cars less easy to steal. I guess it's the way that they're they're hooked up uh, from their ignition. I guess it's easy to steal. Like I said, there's a TikTok video showing kids how to do it. And so right now, uh, carjacking is up so much. But if you look at the numbers, uh, Kia and Hyundai, their cars are being carjacked at 41%, right? The other percentage are other cars. But they're saying it's 41% for those two manufactured cars because they're just so easy to steal. And so even our police commissioner, uh, Police Commissioner Harrison, he believes what the mayor believes. They're saying, look, the, the cars are too easy to steal. Our cops were down police officers on patrol. The least they can do is remanufacture the cars, <laughs> recall them, and then send them to Baltimore. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Do you guys have a, did you have a, do you have a Soros-backed prosecutor in, in Baltimore? Or what can you tell me about the, the law enforcement apparatus in that Democrat enclave? Yeah, so we just got rid of our Soros-backed uh, prosecutor. Her name was Marilyn Mosby. She's the one that indicted the police officers, right. the Freddie Gray, Rice, back in 2015. In November 2022, luckily, we got a little bit more of a moderate Democrat. His name is Ivan Bates. Uh, he recently just passed uh, in the Annapolis, uh, the Annapolis House, basically, and the Senate. He passed a law for five-year mandatory minimums on illegal possession of a firearm. And he got that through very at the very last minute. Uh, the unfortunate part is we now have a governor, Governor Westmore, who is very progressive, and he is tied somewhat to Soros. So he decided to law that law-abiding citizens cannot carry their guns anywhere. If you have a, a carry permit, he wants you to at least leave the guns at home. He believes law-abiding citizens are the problem. The issue there, Buck, is when you're looking at the offenders in Baltimore City, out of 300 uh, people that have been arrested and offended with guns, only two of them were law-abiding citizens, out of 300. So it's not the law-abiding citizens that are the problem, but of course, these are progressive uh, mayors and governors, and of course, they believe law-abiding citizens are the problem. Wait, um, t- tell me again that, that, that stat. That was stunning. Of, of the arrests, yeah. just tell me that one again. Gun arrests, uh, the offenders, 300. We have 300 gun offenders. Uh, this was between 2020 and 2022, and only two of them actually legally owned their weapon. That's amazing. I mean, it's not surprising, yeah. but to, to, to put it in that kind of just stark reality for people that you're just, it's yeah. not like it's hard for bad people who are committing crimes and who are shooting people and who are you know running fentanyl and all this stuff. It's not hard for them to get guns. So now no. there's, there is or is not a mandatory five-year minimum um, for people that are illegal, you know, because one, let me ask you this. What's happened in, uh, for example, in Philadelphia, um, and I, I brought this, uh, you know, I, I talked to this on radio. I went on Tucker's show. I remember I texted Tucker about it. I was like, you got to, you got to see these numbers where half of felon in possession cases, and this is a Krasner, who's a Soros back DA there, right? Half of felon in possession cases were dismissed. Kim, not not like, oh, we're going to give somebody a low sentence or you know put that dismissed. Nothing. So these are people who had a legal gun and were violating the statute, the federal statute against being a felon in possession. But the local DA just said he's not going to do anything about it. What you know, is that happening in in Maryland as well? Because on the one hand, they'll talk about assault rifles and making the penalties really stiff for having a, a, a pistol brace or, you know, bump stock or whatever. But they have all these gangbangers who are running around with pistols illegally and they don't really get prosecuted. Like, how is it working in Baltimore? 
Yeah. So like I said, luckily we got rid of our, our, our Soros back DA in November of 2022. But at the same time, you have a mayor that is very focused on ghost guns. And Buck, I don't know if you know, but these oh, are the sure, guns yeah. I guess they're making. Yeah, <laughs> they're making at home. And so there's a lot of laws now in place for the ghost guns. Um, but of course, you know, when you're looking at the guns used on the streets of Baltimore, they are regular handguns that have been stolen uh, from either law-abiding citizens or they're coming in from out of state. Uh, they don't know exactly where they're coming from. And so you've got a lot of, like I said, juveniles using these guns, using these weapons. Uh, they're not assault rifles, as they call them. They are just regular handguns. And they're the ones that are wreaking havoc. Do we have any idea as to, has anyone been killed in the last 12 months in Baltimore with a ghost gun? I mean, I mean, and by that, I don't mean <laughs> guns with a serial number filed off because that's illegal in itself. That's a whole, like, people like to play games with the definitions. One that's built right. at home, like has, do we know of anyone who's been killed with a ghost gun in Baltimore? I mean, I ask honestly. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So in 2021, according to our police commissioner, uh, they obtained 36 ghost guns um, from who they believe allegedly used them, whether they were in the shooting, perhaps they didn't hit somebody, but also a murder. So 36 ghost guns. But you have to remember, Buck, we have over a thousand shootings per year. So if you're looking at 36 compared to 1,000, and this is 1,000 plus, sometimes 1,200, 1,300 shootings per year, I mean, that 36 means absolutely nothing. It's it's remarkable. Um, I I watch this and I just wonder, actually, I, I want to ask you about this. Um, you know, when you are out and talking to the residents of Baltimore, what do they say? You know, a lot of them are Democrats, a Democrat city, right? I want to know what they <laughs> say at this point. Um, and, and I'm talking about Democrat voters, right? Put aside the I'm sure you have friends who are Republicans, lots of them, you know, in and around Baltimore. Um, but right. I, I want to know what people, the residents are saying about the people who are in charge and what's going on. But we'll, we'll get to that in a second. Um, first, I got to tell everybody, if you've never tried them before, the six piece towel set for my pillow is amazing. You got to You got to actually change your towels pretty frequently once a year, once every two years for sure. And so think about it this way. Even if you've got some towels, you could use new, better, fresher towels. And once you try these towels from MyPillow, they're the only towels you're going to want to get. The six-piece towel set made with USA cotton, very absorbent, and provides the soft feel that you want in towels at your home. This week, you get the six-piece towel set for just $25. Two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. The regular price on this set is $99, but this week it is available to you for just $25. That's a $70 savings with plentiful quantities in stock, multiple styles and sizes. To grab this offer, just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special square, get this clearance price of $25 on the towel set. This deal is not going to last long. Enter my name, Buck, as the promo code at 800 or at MyPillow.com or call this number 800-792-3269. That's 800-792-3269 for this special uh, get the towels for yourself. All right, so Kim, again, I, I had mentioned it. You had that, uh, you had the viral, super viral video, right? Walking around Baltimore, you're running for Congress, and a Democrat won. And Democrats run that city and have for what, 50, 60 years or more? I don't even know what the real number would be. When you speak to residents there, and I'm, I'm sure it comes up, you know, it came up when you're running for Congress, it comes up now as you're a host of a radio show there and you're taking call ins. What do they say? Do they think it's really going to get better? supporting the same party i mean this this is a this is something that we find fascinating on the right i wonder if you could shed some light on it yeah so there's a lot of moderate democrats right they're usually the older i, I would say you know maybe 60 years older and up 
And so they're not excited about what's going on. They, they're not excited about the crime. They're not excited about the violence. And believe it or not, they're not excited about the LGBTQ community. That's a whole other topic, but they're not excited about it. And so most of those voters, they are thinking differently. Uh, when I ran in 2020, we actually flipped 14,000 Democrats to vote Republican, uh, which was great, right? Uh, but I think people have to remember when it comes to Baltimore City and so many of these cities, they're very small cities, uh, you know, when it comes to population size. And then also, like our mayor, he got the American Rescue Plan Fund. And you probably remember, Buck, this is a, a handout from the federal government. Well, anyways, we got $641 million. And that $641 million will go to nonprofits. And this is what they do. They get money from the federal level. They fund the nonprofits. And then those that work for the nonprofits, they usually vote for them again because their paycheck depends on who's in office. And so that's how they get many of these votes. It's, it's people that are working in these nonprofits or government positions. And so they want to continue to fund, uh, like, say, a progressive mayor or so, because they know that they're going to continue to fund their nonprofits. So literally, it is the, the minority that is voting uh, based on not being a part of the government. And so if they vote for something different, say a Republican, uh, unfortunately, in that situation, their vote doesn't really matter. Hmm. Interesting. So, so there's a, a patronage network that plays a big role in this. I mean, we see this, right? We see this with the teachers unions, for example. Why do teachers unions vote, vote Democrat? Because they know the Democrats are going to do anything the teachers union wants when they're in power. And so it's just one hand washes the other. Right. But when you see, right. as I think is so much the case right now, Kim, you see in, in a lot of cities that I think should be great American cities that are blessed by you know history and geography and you know, a, a lot of things going in architecture, et cetera, a lot of things going for them. I mean, San Francisco is in the process of being ruined as, as a city, right? Portland, which I think is a great little town city, uh, also in the process of being ruined. You, you, it's on the West Coast, but on the East Coast, if there is a city that I think is underperforming what it should be as a place to live and to work and to raise a family, Baltimore's high on that list, right? I, it, it should be a place that people are, are flocking to. And, and instead, it's got the reputation of being very high crime, incredibly corrupt. How do you fix it? Like, what would have to happen? Like, I, I feel like I, I, would, I know how to fix New York City because I grew up in New York City. I'm assuming there's some similarities with Baltimore. But how do you fix the crime, the corruption, the decay in your home city? Yeah, so you would definitely have to really enforce the law, right? And so right now we have people that are very soft on crime. They're soft on juveniles that are, uh, you know, taking part in crime. And so you would have to have, uh, I would think, somebody that wants the police to do their job. Don't forget, Buck, we're still under the consent decree because of the riots that we had in 2015. So some police officers feel that they can't really do their job. They're under a microscope. Uh, they could be blamed for something that they didn't really do wrong. And so we are down 500 officers on patrol. So we need somebody that will not vilify the police, make sure that we recruit and retain our police. But at the same time, I, I hate to say it, but we got to go back to the days of stop and frisk. We got to go back to the days. Remember Rudy Giuliani in New York? He changed the game. And that is because he targeted those that were breaking the law. And so we have to go back to those times. I know a lot of people don't want to hear that, but that's where we are at this point. And, and if, if need be, let's bring in the National Guard. Was, was 2015, was that Freddie Gray riots or BLM riots? Or I, I'm just trying to remember what happened. 
Yeah, so in 2015, uh, Freddie Gray, a known drug dealer, uh, he was put in the back of a paddy wagon of a police paddy wagon, and uh, they gave him, a, I guess you can call it a rough ride. Uh, as they got to the station, central booking, they opened the doors, and unfortunately, he was limp, right? And so they believe that because of the rough ride, uh, he ended up breaking his neck. They didn't have him strapped down. And so there were a lot of people very upset. Uh, six officers were charged, uh, but they were also then acquitted. And so because of that, uh, Black Lives Matter, many people took to the streets. They burned down a large portion of West Baltimore and things have not been the same since. And that's when the consent decree went into place. The consent decree. So that means federal government, right? DOJ effectively keeping yep. a watchful eye on law enforcement in the city of Baltimore, which I mean, the exact not not to help them, right, to to be watching them for the, the smallest slip up or transgressions. They can come down like an anvil falling out of the sky on the uh, people that are trying to keep Baltimore somewhat uh, safe to live and be in. Uh, we'll come back in, into more on this in a second. Uh, I want to ask you a little bit about this, the school system and also get your take on 2024, Kim, and how you see the Republican Party shaping up right now. Uh, but first, it makes all kinds of sense to have life insurance, particularly when there are people relying on you to be there for them. You got to have life insurance just in case. I mean, I got married earlier this year and I've had to go through this too. get life insurance, get a will set up. These are the steps you got to take. It's the responsible thing to do. So you want to future proof your family's finances by getting life insurance that you know is sufficient and will be there when your family needs it. Policy Genius was built to modernize the life insurance industry. Their technology makes it easy to compare life insurance quotes from America's top insurers and just a few clicks. You can find the lowest price. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at $25 per month for a million dollars of coverage. Some options offer coverage in as little as a week and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Policy Genius has licensed agents who can help you find the best fit for your needs. They work for you and not the insurance companies. Go online to policygenius.com or click the link um, or just, just go to that link rather, policygenius.com. That's policygenius.com to get your free life insurance quote. See how much you can save policygenius.com. Uh, Kim, tell me about the school system. Um, that's another place where I think that we find in a lot of cities, Baltimore included, the corruption uh, of politics, even at the expense of our children, is is jaw-dropping. I mean, it's so apparent. Um, what's going on there? I mean, do you have a lot of failing schools, the teachers' unions calling all the shots? What's going on? We absolutely do. So a local journalist did uncover that we have 23 schools in Baltimore City uh, where kids are uh, zero children are proficient in math, reading, uh, and writing as well. And so, unfortunately, so our schools zero? are failing. Zero percent, 23 schools. It's it's wow. crazy to think about that number. Uh, meanwhile, Buck, we have the third highest per pupil spending in the country. So each student receives $21,000 annually. That's more than many private schools. Uh, yet we have the worst results can, you can imagine. So we have a, a superintendent that makes $350,000 a year, and I still don't know why. That's that's remarkable. I, I guess it's a good job if you can get it. I mean, you know, it's a shame for all the kids who don't get a good education and, and who the Democrat Party promises. If only the rich, rich were uh, were taxed more, you know, everything would be would be better. But it's clearly uh, not not actually the case. Well, look, I, I I'm always hopeful. You know, I've spent a fair amount of time in Baltimore. I've got some friends who uh, what is it on Charles Street? They've got their offices there. And so I've, I've been there and it's it's the harbor. I mean, it's a beautiful city. Like it should be a great place. I I have a fondness for it because I've been to the nice 
uh, areas of it. And I mean, I've been all over it. I've seen the rough areas too. Um, but it should be it should be a place that's you know looking at DC saying if only you did things our way. But instead, yeah. um, uh, it's got a lot lot of work to do. Uh, let's talk about twenty twenty four. How do you see things shaking out right now? First off, uh, do you think that Joe Biden is one hundred percent going to be the Democrat nominee, barring a health issue, or do you think there's some plan behind the scenes that could still be unearthed? Well, I think the DNC probably are going to put, uh, you know, all their eggs in Joe Biden's basket. Uh, I don't know why, considering his health issues, but considering that he has such a low approval rating. But I think, you know, the DNC, this is how they are, right? Everybody has to wait their turn. Uh, I think they still believe that Biden should have a second term. Uh, I I don't know who else they would put up there, right? Who else do they have on the bench? I'm not really sure. Uh, Pete Buttigieg, I thought, uh, you know, way back when, could have been a contender, uh, but he has done a horrible job at the Department of Transportation. So I, all I can see right now is, yes, you've got, I guess, JFK that wants to run, or RFK, I'm sorry, what is his initials again? RFK Jr., <laughs> RFK Jr. RFK yeah, Jr., yeah. yes. Yes, I know he wants to run. Uh, but other than that, I don't see who they would have because it's definitely not going to be VP Harris. Uh, she's done a terrible job. And so, you know, right now, I think it is going to be Biden. Uh, I know a lot of people are talking about Gavin Newsom, but he's so far left. I couldn't imagine him winning any kind of nomination. Yeah, I that's what I always say about Gavin Newsom is that I think on the right, it's a little bit like, you know, is AOC going to be a great presidential candidate? No, because because AOC can't win in my in my opinion at least can't win you know Michigan Ohio well Ohio's kind of red now but uh Arizona Pennsylvania Georgia I, I just don't see that I think that independent voters would recognize that she's far left on a lot of issues and Gavin Newsom as slick as he may be and he is a he is an unctuous individual uh he there's I just don't see that so I I think it's going to be Biden and and their worst case scenario is if Biden, let's say, had a stroke or something happened, he couldn't run uh, that the VP. I mean, this is why we have a VP. I keep reminding everybody like the, that's really the job. Right. Everyone talks about the VP yeah. as though it's like a celebrity role. Like, oh, what what optics will the VP bring? No, it's in case we have a president who can't do the job anymore that you have a VP there. Um, and, and then I, I don't know. I don't want to I don't want to get you in trouble with your with your audience, Kim. Well, maybe I kind of do. That's why I'm asking you the question. Uh Trump, DeSantis, or any of the other candidates, do you endorse? Do you wait to see, or do you never endorse in a Republican primary? What's your What's your position on all that? Oh well, I will say, Buck. I you know, look, I think Governor Ron DeSantis does a great job in Florida, but at the end of the day, President Trump is my man, and I, and I think he proved that with the CNN town hall. Right? I mean, think about it. Everybody tuned in to watch. Um, I honestly think that there is really no primary at this point with the GOP. Uh, because there's so much fanfare around President Trump, just similar to 2016. And so I think a lot of people feel that he deserves a second shot. I think when you're looking at foreign policy, uh, a lot of people know exactly where Trump stands, and a lot of people respect him across the world, and we need that right now. So I'm, I'm look, I will endorse today President Trump. 
Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Head in store and shop for all your favorite personal care essentials to earn four times rewards points. Shop for products from Olay, Always, Gillette, Vicks, and Crest. Plus, check out new items like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser Ultra Thick Multi-Surface Cleaner. No more sponges or other cleaning products needed. And Head and Shoulders Bare Soothing Hydration Shampoo, a new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details now talk me through if you would i'm not i, I like that you're throwing down by it because so many people i mean we so on, on on my radio show with clay um we we have the rush rule rush never endorsed for 30 years so we we, we honor that and so we will not not just in, in the presidential we don't endorse in any republican primary we don't get involved when our team is fighting it out we just talk about it and let the people decide obviously you know we're trying to help defeat the communist democrats so we'll do anything we can when it comes to a general talk me through your thinking on why Trump is in a better position now than in 2020 to win the states, to be president again. I think right now, if you're looking at illegal immigration, it is 2016, but you know, on fire, right? I think if he really sticks to the border in the Southern border situation, I think a lot of people would agree with him. We need a border wall. Uh, we need a strong border. We need strong policies at the border. Uh, right now, I have a lot of friends uh, in New York, of course, here in Baltimore and many sanctuary cities where they're seeing what's going on. I mean, you saw in Chicago, you've got people that were knocked off of the housing list because of illegal immigrants coming in. Uh, so if they really want to keep the black vote, which I think they're not going to really do with this immigration situation, uh, I think that President Trump is the man. And I think if he really harps on what he harped on in 2016, if he does that here uh, in 2024, I think he could win it. You know, I, I want to ask you about the, did you see by any chance the um, Cleopatra movie where Cleopatra is black that was released on Netflix? So I have to be honest, I don't have Netflix. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, let's let's come back to it though. I, I want to I ask you just about the general the general trend now toward having historical figures represented as minorities, particularly uh, um, black men or black women, because the left, because wokeness um, demands it. So um, we'll we'll get to this or, you know, wokeness is pushing for this. We'll get to that in just a second. Uh, look, if the people running the Biden campaign had any smarts, they'd be quick to subscribe to Chalk's male vitality stack. Would that campaign benefit from the testosterone replenishment? Certainly. Would they have the energy to get through a day and maybe actually get some votes the old-fashioned way? Sure. Well, maybe. But Chalk's Male Vitality Stack is great for you. Forget about any campaigns out there because you don't need a miracle. You just need a little boost. The Patriots at Chalk spent years formulating this daily supplement. Their formulations include all natural ingredients. The leading ingredient in Chalk's Male Vitality Stack has been proven to replenish 20% of deficient amounts of testosterone in three months' time. The Biden campaign would benefit from that knowledge, you would think. Everything Chalk makes is lab-tested twice for purity to ensure the potency is there. If you're looking for more than just energy and focus in your day, Chalk's Male Vitality Stack, or if you're looking for more of those things, Chalk's Male Vitality Stack is the answer. Go to Chalk.com, that's C-H-O-Q.com, get 35% off the Chalk subscription of your choice for life, when you use my name, Buck, in the purchase process, that's chalk.com. Okay, now, Kim, um, I asked you about it. You don't have a Netflix subscription. Good for you. I should probably cut. I don't have cable. I, I cut my Disney Plus. I've cut, I've cut my Hulu. I mean, I'm Netflix I haven't given up yet, I'll be honest with you, because I like the Formula One show. 
where they drive the cars real fast. You know what I mean? Like, you know, and, and it's great because I actually car racing, I think, is super boring to watch. But the storylines around it and the two minute version of the car race that actually takes two hours is really fun. Um, but here's here's what happened. Uh, Jada Pinkett Smith has said that she blames this was the headline white supremacy for the flop of her new Netflix docudrama series, Queen Cleopatra, which has the worst audience ratings in U.S. television history. Now, Cleopatra would have been ethnically Greek because of the way that the Greeks colonized that part of the Mediterranean. She wasn't even an Arab. When people think of Egypt, they think of Arabs. No, Cleopatra would have been Greek. She certainly was not a, a, uh, a black woman, but they... Put the, they put forward this uh, this story of Cleopatra as a black woman. It bombs. And we're told that it bombs not because it's bad or just it's kind of a bizarre uh, concept to begin with. Why do this? But because of white supremacy. What do you say? I say Jada Pinkett never seemed to have all of her marbles to me. Mm. OK, <laughs> I mean, this is wild. But you know what? We can wait. We can wait until the new Little Mermaid comes out and we can compare the ratings because I know a lot of people that are going to go see that. It has nothing to do with white supremacy. Uh, Jenny Pinkett has never been a phenomenal actress. Let's just be blunt with that. And number two, all the things surrounding her and Will Smith and the Oscars and the slapping of Chris Rock. I mean, there's probably a lot of people that just don't want to support her. And then she had that show, I guess it was called like The Red Table or something. Uh, where she talked about uh, being unfaithful to Will Smith. A lot of women, I would think, that would tune into something like that. I mean, that's a, a complete turnoff. That's not somebody that we could relate to. Uh, so, you know, she wants to blame white supremacy when she should really just look in the mirror. Yeah. Do you feel like white supremacy as a term is just being used now by the left in, in this in this way that, you know, I, I've heard people say that the school system is is has all this white supremacy and that, you know, the, the federal government and the Constitution, and all this stuff. What does white supremacy even mean anymore? In the 90s, it was neo-Nazi skinhead, bad people who believed in racial superiority and who were scum. And now it's used kind of like, you, you know what I mean? It's the term white supremacy is thrown around all over the place. Biden said at, at Howard University graduation, I'm sure you saw this, that white supremacist terrorism is the biggest threat we face as, as a country. I know. It's crazy. I hear it here in Baltimore City. They say that white supremacy is the reason that so many people are living below the poverty line. The problem with that is we have a black mayor, uh, a black district attorney. We've got a black police commissioner. We've got a black school CEO. Everybody's black in charge. Our city council, mostly black, all Democrats. And so for them to say white supremacy or even sometimes President Trump or Republicans, I'm like, they're nowhere to be found here. Right. This is uh, self-inflicted wounds. Right. You've got to take responsibility for what's going on. But you're right. They just use that term loosely, just like racism. Right. Racist. It, it's not it doesn't mean what it used to mean. What do you think should be the core of not just for a campaign or, or you know, a, a one off trying to convince people to vote, the you know, vote, in my opinion, the right way in the next election. But in terms of. um bringing more and more members of the black community in this country over to conservatism. What is the, what's the gateway? What's the best approach in your mind? How do we get, how do we get more, let's say uh, black, do we, are they Baltimoreans? Is that, I'm not sure, you know, how, what's, <laughs> is that, is it Baltimoreans? Is that right? Okay. Um, how do we get Baltimore. more black residents of Baltimore or any city or anywhere in the country for that matter 
to uh, to see that conservatism is actually going to make their day to day lives as an applied um, you know, political philosophy, safer, more prosperous. And, you know, then that's actually what we want. And then it's not actually on the right, you know, racism and all the stuff that the Democrats always say. Yeah, so it's it's very complicated. You know, when I did my viral ad, I got a lot of uh, backlash because there were a lot of people in Baltimore that said, well, you're airing our dirty laundry. They're like, it might be true, but we don't want everybody to know, right? That's what I heard. Um, I would say that the best thing to do is talk about the fact, even though they believe the government owes them something, we know the government owes you absolutely nothing, but talk about the fact that they're now being replaced, right? They're being replaced by the illegal immigrant. This is why they're being knocked off of uh, the the housing waiting list, right? You're now being replaced by the LGBTQ community, right? You're not the minority anymore. You're not the ones that Democrats are trying to court for voters. You are now just like everybody else, and you've got to now fend for yourself, go out there and get it done. And so the only people, the only party where you can actually do that and succeed would be the Republican Party, because other than that, you got the Democrats that want you to stay on government assistance. They want to control your lives. You got to take control of your life. And so that's why I have my radio show, Buck. And like I keep talking to everybody every single day. I hope that they're listening. Uh, but at the end of the day, people have to understand when you're on government assistance, you're only going to get so far, right? You've got to take control and responsibility for what you have and your family. Kim Klasik on 9 a.m. Eastern to noon on WCBM Radio. Uh, Kim, stay in the fight. Appreciate you being with us. Talk to you soon. Thank you. I appreciate it. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation made a promise to ensure we never forget. Since then, Tunnel to Towers has been committed to supporting America's heroes and their families. Heroes like U.S. Army Specialist Michael Hook. Hook was killed in Iraq when his helicopter was shot down. He enlisted in the military after graduating high school and left behind a pregnant fiancé who gave birth to a son that he would never meet. But thanks to the generosity of friends like you, Tunnel to Towers paid off the mortgage on his family's home, relieving a financial burden and bringing stability. The foundation helps Gold Star and fallen first responder families, as well as our nation's most severely injured heroes and homeless veterans. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good. America's heroes are counting on you. 95 cents of every dollar you give goes directly to its programs. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices our heroes have made for us.